You're listening to the Back Home Network, presented by Homefield Apparel. Welcome, Hoosier fans, to another victorious Big Ten Tournament episode of the Assembly Call. As tonight, your Indiana Hoosiers prevail over the Maryland Terrapins 70-60, to turning a halftime deficit into a 10-point victory, Indiana's first ever victory as the number three seed in the Big Ten Tournament, and it moves Mike Woodson now to 3-1 and one in Big Ten Tournament play all-time as the Hoosiers get their 22nd victory of the season. And we're going to break it all down for you on this edition of the Assembly Call. I am Jared Morris, your host. We got a full house. Ryan is here. Coach Tonsoni is here, live on location in Chicago. And Coach Marlowe is here as well. And gentlemen, let's start this show the way that we start every show. And that is with our Who's Your Proud Banner moment. And, you know, I'm going to go back to about the midpoint in the second half when Indiana took control of this game and didn't relinquish it. Maryland led 41-34 to in the second half, had a layup driving to go up nine. They missed it. Trey Galloway got the rebound, got it out on the break, which was a theme for Indiana tonight, pushing offense uh, off of misses, got it to Miller Cop for a huge three-pointer that gave, kind of stopped some Maryland momentum and got Indiana back into it. And then what happened next, to me, really was the story of the game. It's 43-39. Malik Renew gets it on the block, hits that little jump hook over Dante Scott, who fouled him, didn't get called, but whatever. And then on the other end, Dante Scott tried to post Malik up. He stayed really solid, didn't foul. Trace came over and got a block. Jalen Hutchrafino got it, drove, scored. That tied it at 43. Maryland had to take a timeout, and then... It was all Trace. I think Trace scored on the next three or four possessions as they just kept feeding him, and it ultimately ended with Scoop hitting a dagger three, made it 54-43. to It was a 15-0 run by IU and turned a seven-point deficit into an 11-point lead. But in that stretch, it showed you all the things, all the reasons why this Indiana team can make a run, not just in this Big Ten tournament, but potentially in the NCAA tournament. You have Trace Jackson Davis who continues to put up stat lines that people just have never seen before because he's an incredible player. You have Jalen Huchofino able to make plays off the dribble. And then tonight you had continued bench contributions from Malik Renew, who stepped up huge, especially in the first half with Race Thompson struggling and Tamar Bates, who continued his strong defense from the Michigan game tonight and then knocked down that three as well. So just a terrific team sequence by IU to take what had been a Maryland lead and turn it into you know, control of the game that Indiana wouldn't relinquish. I think Maryland got it down to five or six at one or two points from then on, but Indiana controlled it for the rest of the game, and that stretch right there was what really turned the tide. All right, now let's talk about our presenting sponsor. Yes, our banner moment, as always, brought to you by our friends at Home Field Apparel, now in their sixth season of sponsoring the Assembly Call and their second as the presenting sponsor for the Back Home Network. As you know, Home Field has the largest collection of vintage IU apparel that you will find anywhere with so many old classic logos that so many of us love and adore. And it's not just Indiana. They do this for 130, 140, 150 schools, whatever the number is. But for you Indiana fans, make sure that you pay attention because Homefield announced just today that they're bringing back the bomber jackets. So you want to go to their Twitter, you know, at Homefield Apparel, go to their website, make sure that you get on those alerts if you want to get that jacket. Because the thing with Homefield 
is when they release these new items, and especially the popular ones like the bomber jacket, they go fast. I mean, if you're not there in like the first five or ten minutes after that thing is released, you're probably not going to get it because they just have so much loyalty, there's so much enthusiasm, and because everything that they do is high quality. The materials are high quality, the logos are great. You know, on the t-shirts and crew necks and hoodies, you can wash them and the colors stay. It's just quality products from quality people. It's an Indiana-based company, came up through the Kelly School of Business. We love supporting them. We really appreciate their support for us. And we recommend that you go there, homefieldapparel.com. If it's your first time, you can use our promo code HOME, H-O-M-E, and that will get you 15% off your first order. The website, again, homefieldapparel.com, promo code HOME, wear one for the team. All righty. Well, it is time to move the ball, find the open man, and get some opening thoughts from the rest of our team. And, Coach, you are live there in Chicago. We will start with you. What were your thoughts being there in person to see this IU victory? Well, you know, Indiana survived a very physical basketball game uh, early on. Uh, the post play, they were just hammering the heck out of Indiana and missing shots early. And Indiana was able to stay with it, even though they were struggling offensively. I thought the second half, whatever was said in halftime, defensively was fantastic. And they ran better stuff uh, offensively in the second half as well. Uh, I have it in my notes. There, there was some some great action. There's even a triple ball screen type action at, at one point uh, that I, I just thought Indiana had two halves, but even they're only down two. And I think uh, Tamar Bates and Malik Renew really impacted winning tonight. There was a sequence there of two plays in a row by Bates defensively, where he got a steal on a double down, and then he just locked in in a stance and, and was, was fantastic um, and and stopped a, a play two two straight times. And if he can do that, then he's going to add something. But great great adjustment in the second half by the Hoosiers. And uh, they, they, there was, they were very focused, and, and there was a lot of enthusiasm. I, I had a, a pretty good look at them being a couple rows back. Uh, a very, very determined group of young men. So outstanding performance overall. And now on we go to play Penn State in the next round and Micah Shrewsbury, which Yay. should be a very, a very interesting matchup. Uh, Ryan, let's go to you. You know, the way the first half went, I thought for sure we'd be coming on here and you'd be ranting about Indiana's poor closeouts on three-point shooting. And maybe you still will, but at least it will now be framed within the context of a victory. So what's on your mind? I'll say with about two minutes left in the first half, the defense woke up a little bit. And they got some stops where I don't think their technique was great, but the hustle was there at the end of the first half. I, I, I think that they were still kind of not communicating right and all that, but they did chase the ball well. Maryland got a little uncomfortable. Indiana made a little run to get it close at the end of the first half. And then they started the second half, looked a little dicey to start, but they rounded into form. And and I, I mean, I'm just going to give you, I, I know this isn't the number segment, but, but this is to praise one guy. Uh, in the loss at College Park, uh, Jameer Young scored 20 points, went three of six from three. He only had six of 15 from the field, but he also was moving so much and getting whatever he wanted that it felt like he was setting the table for everything they were doing. Tonight, he finished with 12 points. Five of that came at the free throw line on a couple of questionable calls. Uh, he, fi he finished three of 15 from the field and one of five from three, and he was a minus 10 in 36 minutes. Jalen Huchifino, take a bow. In the first yep. half, he looked lost trying to defend him. In the second half, he bowed up 
and was physical with him, would not let him turn the corner. And if he did turn the corner, he made sure he had help to slow that movement. Didn't let Jameer Young get going. And I feel like he's at the epicenter of everything they do. Not their leading scorer, uh, you know, necessarily every game or, or anything. But when he can flow through the defense, it opens everything up because you got to keep your eye on him. And tonight, everybody else in the second half could focus on their men, could keep with their rotations because they didn't have to worry about that guy gutting them up the middle. Oh, it looks like we have a special guest here on the assembly call. Coach, who do you have here with us live in Chicago? I have Jeff Jeff Goodman. Who's that guy? I'm not playing. <laughs> He's got a lot of other things going on, but you got a couple minutes. Sure, th- sure, th- <laughs> thanks for stopping by. Uh, we appreciate your work. How about those Hoosiers this evening? Listen, it's crazy what a year. I, I kind of tweeted that at the end. I mean, a year ago, you're talking about this team using this tournament to get into the NCAA tournament. And now a year later, you're looking at – all right, seeding, maybe winning this whole thing. I mean, certainly you're, you're right there with Purdue favored to win this thing right now. And, you know, again, when, when you got Trace and you got Jalen, you got a shot every game. And then, you know, tomorrow makes a big shot tonight. I mean, that was a huge three, you know, for his confidence and, and kind of getting into the NCAA tournament. That's what you're going to need. You're going to need those guys to step up. Uh, but, again, I, I'm just so impressed with both Trace and, and Jalen and kind of the poise they play with and the kind of even keel uh, attitude that they bring. Uh, what, what's the ceiling for this Indiana team and, and what's the key to reaching it? I mean, I think they can make the final four. I don't know if they can win six straight just because of the way they shoot the ball from three. That that scares me, to be honest. Uh, but again, they defend. They show that in the second half, right? I mean, that first part of the second half, they got back to what makes them really good defensively. Um, but again, listen, even even when I say that, like – I don't know if they can win six straight. I don't know who can win six straight. You know, UCLA is <laughs> without Jalen Clark now. Alabama looked really good today, but it was Mississippi State. I still have questions about about them. Um, you know, everybody. Houston's probably the one team that I still have the most faith in. Uh, but ultimately, I, you know, this Indiana team, if they catch fire, and, and again, guys like Bates and, um, you know, Galloway make shots from deep. And, and, and really, you know, Jalen makes shots from deep. I think he's got to do that. He made a big one tonight, the end of the shot clock there, that was kind of the dagger. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it just kind of came to him. But, again, his poise, man, he, he is – he's not – you can't convince me he's a freshman. Well, I appreciate you stopping by with just a wave. Good to, um, yeah. good to talk to you. Have a great stay here in Chicago. Your daughter's up here. Uh, so enjoy some basketball. With her. Yeah, it was fun. You know, I, I didn't even sit in press row. I just sat with her and her friend and watched the game, and it was – it's awesome. Fun. All right, my friend. You got it. We'll see Great you. Yep. Thanks, I Jeff. Say, there quick, you go. That was real cool. Real quick, coach pulling a Chad yeah. is outstanding. That's right. Nice job, coach. Just <laughs> well grabbing done. people. Well Just done. people from on site. Jeff Goodman and Coach Tom Sony live in Chicago. We love wow. it. What a pair. We love it. That was great. Um, all right, Coach Marlowe, let's get your opening thoughts on this Indiana victory. Well, before I give you that, Coach, I just want to know what the crowd sounded incredible on TV. Was it as incredible live? Uh, it it was remarkable. Um, I had a Purdue fan text me saying they felt like they was in Assembly Hall, and I said, "Well, get used to it. We're going to take over Chicago." So yeah, it was fantastic. Yeah, I I just think the thing I open up with tonight is 
tonight again shows that, like Jeff said, that we have the ability to play with some of the best teams in the country. We can get to a final four. I think the thing that's frustrating for me as a coach and as frustrating for a lot of the fan base is why is a team that can play as well as they do have a 10 minute lapse in the first half where they look like they couldn't beat well, hyperbole, a high school team. I mean, they they just looked lost for about ten to twelve minutes of the sec of the first half, and I think that's what frustrates a lot of the fan base and a lot of, and even me. I, I I don't know how you leave people open. I mean, Maryland only was going to beat you from outside, and too many preview times of tomorrow, basically now, huh? Basically, a preview of what's going to yeah. happen tomorrow. Yeah, and and I don't understand. And even in the second half, when we were up eight, ten points, we were still sucking in on drives into the lane. Let them have a layup at that point. The three is what's going to beat you at that. And, and and I so I don't quite get what they're where they're losing their focus on the defensive end. But I also want to go back and Ryan, I, I'll build off what you're talking about with Jalen. But I thought Tamar had maybe his best he defensive did. game yeah. in a month or it's more. It's building. It's building. So, and I think that's, I've always felt like that was, um, and I maybe bring coach Tonsoni in on this as well. I always told kids that if you want to get your shot back, you need to do things on the defensive end. You got to rebound, you got to get some tips, you got to get some steals. And then the offense seems to flow a little better. And I think that may help him. And I thought tonight Tamar played as well as I've seen him play. He didn't score a ton, but I'll talk about Malik a little bit later. Cause I really thought Malik played well off the bench, but I, I really wanted to give props to Tamar for his defensive effort tonight. I think it's I think it's one of the biggest storylines of the game is the production off the bench because Indiana really needed it because Trey was struggling. Both you know Trey kind of looked like he did in the Big Ten tournament last year. It's almost like he was a quarter step too fast. Everything was just a little bit too fast offensively. He was fouling, kind of struggled to get in the flow. And I thought Tamar's minutes were huge. You know, you're right. The defense was Same better. Same as against Michigan. Yeah, and it was great that you know he made that nice little play. Because either Trace missed it or Trace passed it to him. I don't remember what, but he hit that little like three, four foot floater. No, the and ball remember, rolled. It ball got knocked out of his hands. It rolled on the floor, came right to him, and he turned yes. around and didn't hesitate and laid it in. I mean, That's it what a it was. Little jumper, but yeah, yeah. And so you know, about five minutes before he made that three, I tweeted out, "We need to get tomorrow's shot. He's going to make it. He's already seen the ball go through the basket. He's locked in on defense." And to your point, Coach Marlowe, you know, you get in the flow of the game like that. And that's been an issue Tamar has had is struggling to get in the flow of the game when he's not scoring points. And now in these last two games, we've seen him get in the flow of the game other ways, and then the points have come. And that is a real sign of maturity for him. And Ryan, you know, Malik Renew's minutes were huge. You know, he scores eight points, has 11 rebounds. Uh, and I thought in the first half, you know, when Indiana was basically just trying to keep it at arm's length, you know, Maryland would push it out to six or eight. And Indiana would make a couple plays. And Maryland would push it back out, and Indiana would make a couple plays. And on a night when Race Thompson really struggled, really yeah. struggled to get in the flow, Came back you to needed the someone You needed someone down low to play. And I thought Malik, I mean, outside of going a little bit too quick on a couple of drives, which he probably isn't ready for right now. Otherwise, that's some of the best defense we've seen from him in terms of not fouling, playing on the perimeter, playing inside. He was terrific. And that kind of bench production... That is what this team has been missing. And if they can start to get that from Malik and Scoop, that makes Indiana really dangerous because now you can live with Trey and Ray struggling because you've got a, a couple of other guys who can come in. And for a long time this season, Indiana hasn't had that. 
Yeah, what I'll say about Malik is he came in and immediately got a ball at the top of the key and tried to beat Trace and tried to drive through another team. And that's Maryland has a great defense. They're very handsy. They're going to reach in and knock the ball loose. He's a freshman, but at this point in the season, you got to know that's that's not what you're looking for for Indiana, especially when Trace is already posted up down low. You're driving into a sea of defenders. But what I'll say about him is he never got rattled by that. Now, he got rattled. He got sped up into those plays, but he never got rattled four offensive rebounds, all four of which were huge to keep Indiana going. A couple of them off Trace misses, you know, where you're expecting Trace to make these plays. He doesn't, and Malik's right there. And that hook shot is is a thing of beauty. It's only going to get better. Um, But his ability to finish around the rim has been outstanding this year. And you look at it in 21 minutes, plus 15 while he was on the floor. That tells you how good he was tonight. And again, you're right, Race Thompson – phenomenal against Michigan bad tonight. Hopefully yeah. we're going to see water find its level somewhere in there. Uh, but really just not a great game from race. I thought he was just affected by it, you know, and just did not play well mentally tonight. Uh, but the thing about Malik is that's a podium game and he's sitting on the podium right now with Jalen and trace and he deserves it. Not, you know, and, and that's the thing you're one of your senior leaders had 10 points tonight, more points than him hit a couple big shots, hit some free throws at the end. Nope, it's Malik up there because of how well he played, and he deserves it. I just don't think there's a good matchup for race against Maryland, and I'm not sure. No, there's a there is tomorrow. I'm not sure there's a good one tomorrow. I wouldn't mind seeing them get renew some more minutes tomorrow. Yeah, well, we'll talk about that later because obviously Indiana's going to have to approach that game a lot differently than they approached the first one. And on that note, Coach Tom, I want to bring it back to you in terms of the defense. You know, because if Indiana is as inattentive on the three-point defense tomorrow as they were for stretches tonight, Penn State can make it a long night for you. And I'm curious being there because, you know, this Indiana team, I mean, they came out and played hard. It wasn't an effort thing outside of maybe that one replay they showed of race a couple times where I think that was more of just him not quite paying attention and being in between where he should go. I don't think it was that he was loafing. But I'm curious – what to you caused them to get those open looks? Is that just a symptom of the defense Indiana is playing that we've talked about kind of throughout the year? Or did you see some execution issues on the players part that you thought was more the culprit? Well, the the one possession, they, it looked like they were zoning the post up uh, and then the cutter came through and it went all the way to the corner and they never rotated out. I don't think they um, were. I think that's just how bad it was coach. I'm okay. So cause setup. I turned, I, I, yeah. No, I, no I communication again, on it. That's exactly what it was. Because yeah. here's the thing: one guy was open in the left corner and hit the three. There was somebody in the right corner, wide open too, that nobody was guarding. They had five guys guarding three people, and it was just miscommunication. It's all it was. Yeah. Nobody talked about the cutter going to the corner. Trace tried, and, but and I, I just think they were a little slow on closeouts. Um, Race had one in the second half where he hesitated and Scott banged a three and you can't hesitate on shooters. You got to get there on the catch. And if you're not on there on the catch, then you're going to give up threes to good shooters. So it was uh, attention to detail a little bit. Their intensity was so much better in the second half. Um, You know, and, and we saw it all, all tournament. The, The team that hasn't played came out, a little bit lackadaisical and Indiana got some offense going early by breaking the press. They, they ran a little C cut action. The inbounder cuts through the center. I like that adjustment and they threw over the top and they were attacking, but the good start was offensively. Uh, and, and then it, the slow start that we asked Mike DeCourcy about on the banner moment that happened 
defensively, and it kicked in at the right time. One more thing yeah. about the set, because I know you want to break, uh, Jared. I just think it's worth noting that we're talking about defense and talking about how these guys stepped up. Maryland shot 25% in the second half. And I know we're yeah. not in the numbers segment and everything, but we, I think we just need to linger on that. Miller Cop played great defense. He was out there sometimes on, on young at times and not letting him get to the hoop. Uh, but I, I do think that, you know, there are guys you expect to be, you expect trace to be great. You expect, you know, Galloway when he's in there to put in the effort. I thought he was late on some closeouts tonight, but, but nothing that really damaged Indiana long-term, but Bates and Jalen Huchifino and Miller cop shut Maryland down in the second half from the perimeter and did a yep. phenomenal job and they deserve to be praised and, and renew on the interior result when he was in there, guarded without fouling, played solid defense, made the right decisions, and was where he needed to be to grab seven rebounds defensively when Maryland was hunting offensive rebounds, and he was able to, to, to shut that down as well. Yeah, I mean, I think the three-point defense really stands out because of Indiana's opponent tomorrow and knowing how important it's going to be. But overall, this was a terrific defensive effort from Indiana. They, they held Maryland to .95 points per possession. You know, Maryland got those 15 offensive rebounds, but Indiana held them to eight second-chance points you know, forced them into six of 21 on layups. And a lot of that was just, you know, I mean, obviously Trace is a big part of that, but a lot of that is just because they didn't, you know, they competed on drives. Even if a guy got a step, you know, they were there with them and didn't, you know, didn't just usher them to the lane, but actually competed and let the help get there. So no, it's a good point, Ryan. Overall, this was a really good defensive performance. In the Unfortunately, the one blemish is the thing that could really hurt Indiana tomorrow that they're yeah. going to have to get figured out. And in the second half, 0.839 points per possession. Just yeah. an outstanding effort. And, and, you know, Maryland pulled off a little too, but the effort was what I think caused it. Yep, so. absolutely. All right, coming up here as we continue our breakdown of Indiana's 10-point victory in the Big Ten Tournament, we will point out tonight's meaningful moments you might have missed. And then we'll go inside the numbers to highlight some more of the most important statistical notes from this game. You are listening to The Assembly Call. Stick with us. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This is Verdell Jones. What's better than an epic buzzer beater? The full court dribble and a perfectly placed pass to set it all up. And of course, celebrating with Hoosier Nation afterwards. So join Jared, Andy, Ryan, and Coach on the assembly call after every IU basketball game. Go Hoosiers. Thank you, Verdell. You are listening to the Assembly Call IU postgame show. I'm Jared Morris here with Ryan Phillips, the coach Brian Tonsoni, the coach Jeff Marlowe. 
a fun night talking about a Big Ten tournament victory, which is always exciting. Uh, and it is the top of segment two, and so you know what that means. Meaningful moments that you might have missed. That's right. It's time for tonight's Meaningful Moments That You Might Have Missed, brought to you by our friends at Hoosier Ticket Project, where they help individuals and families experience IU athletic events in person for the first time through the generosity of alumni and fans to learn more about how you can donate money or extra tickets to help create meaningful moments for other IU fans, visit HoosierTicketProject.org. That's HoosierTicketProject.org. So several of these to go through. Um, and, you know, Coach Tonsoni, I'm going to go back to the first half. Uh, and again, you know, I think the, the, really the theme of the first half, Indiana jumped out to that big lead, not big lead, but they jumped out to a lead early, playing really well, made their first five shots. And then Maryland put pretty quickly thereafter kind of took control back, and, you know, they'd get it up to eight, Indiana would push it back. And so late in the uh, first half, Maryland ends up pushing it out to a 30-22 to 22 lead. Uh, and you will remember maybe the worst defensive play of the night, Jordan Geronimo doubling off of Dante Scott, and he's wide open for a three. He makes it, and it really, you know, kind of fell a little uneasy at that point. And I thought what Indiana did next was huge. Jalen comes a down. A little uneasy? Sorry. Well, Okay. <laughs> I know, but it was the first half. I was trying not to overreact. But Jalen comes down and does what he does, man. And just hits a huge shot that Indiana needed. That made it 30-24. to 24. Uh, And then on the next possession, he drove, lost the ball. Malik, you know, somehow came up with it and scored. And that made it 30-26. to 26. And I just thought that was a huge 4-0 run. And indicative of what Indiana was able to do to just keep touch. And then, of course, in the second half, they exploded forward, you know, took the lead and, and never relinquished it. But I thought that stretch, especially coming from two freshmen, getting big buckets like that, you know, in that spot was really, really big for Indiana just to make sure that they went into halftime, you know, without facing, you know, a, a big deficit. Yeah, it, it you had to. Uh, and this team has handled adversity within the game. Uh at times, and, and then other times they haven't, and it's gotten away from them. But I, I thought that's been one of the strengths that they've had uh, so far. But, you know, Hood Shafino's just a big shot dude. Um, I know he's had some games where he's missed some shots, but he's, he's a so dude. smooth. And, he's just a dude. And and they go to him in timeouts with that little handoff action, zipper, uh, sideline zipper into a handoff, late, late shot clock. Uh, yeah, put the ball in his hands, but it, it was important. And Renew was just great all all night long, uh, he just was playing. You could tell, you could tell, and, and, and Coach Marlow, you can, you've been around uh, the game, coaching. You can tell when guys are locked in and when guys aren't. Uh, and, and Renew was, and that that was a big stretch. And even to finish out the half, to only be down two was was very huge. Yeah, you know, on that point of Jalen, you know, being a big shot maker. I mean, he's just a big game player. You know, that's what we've learned about him is when the lights shine bright, he comes through. You think about the North Carolina game. You think about the Purdue games. Now, sometimes a Tuesday night game in College Park, he goes one for 14, you know, or against Iowa, he struggles. And so in some of those, he doesn't yet have the game to game consistency, which is fine. He's a freshman. But his ability to step up in big moments on big stages is unbelievable and it's just it's part of what makes him special and that's why I had a lot of confidence coming into tonight's game that he was going to play well because it's a big spot and this is the kind of moment that he shined in and he exercised some demons from the first one too yep all right Ryan I know you have a moment as well yeah with 406 left uh Trace Jackson Davis hit two free throws to make it a 10 point lead and then uh race 
commits a foul. Jameer Young hits two free throws. Race throws the ball away. Oh uh, Jameer hits a uh, Jameer Young hits another bucket. It's six points. Throws it away again. Uh, Galloway with a foul. You know they look like they're heading to the line to make it four. They miss the free throw. Race does get the rebound. Comes down. Finds Trey. They find Trace and he throws it in. And Race after some bad plays and being really bad, like you know, really a terrible sequence. Finishes the layup and makes it, gets it back out to eight, and you get a little breathing room there. And I, I thought it was just, A, I thought in that situation, Mike Woodson had to stick with him because he's your veteran, he's longer, he's better at inbounding the ball than Renewas, even though he didn't show it in those moments. He's better at inbounding the ball and, and better at handling the ball for passing. Uh, and also, you know, the length and his ability to switch with Trace Jackson Davis. They have their own language. They, they're they're good with each other. They know each other. I just think he had to stick with him. And it was really nice to see Trace, to see Race with three minutes left, get that ball, put it in the hoop and just kind of exhale a little. So we didn't get yanked after a terrible sequence and never see the floor again. He was able to kind of do that. OK, I know he made a mistake on a closeout later, but, you know, it was nice to sort of settle right there because they cut it. Down to six, they had the chance to cut it to four. Instead, you're back up eight. Yep. You know, and shoot, I mean, on that point, I think what happened a little bit later than the sequence that you're talking about, when it was 63-57, there's that broken play. You know, Race got the loose ball after Maryland poked it away from him, or poked it away from Trace. Three seconds left on the shot clock, gets it over to Jalen, and he drains that three. You know, which is yeah, just that's not a meaningful moment moment anybody missed. That was just huge. Right. I mean, but it was huge. Think about I mean, that, that that ended that? the game, basically. Well, think about that. He did it against Michigan. He had that big yep. three against Michigan. Had the big three against Illinois. He, how many big shots did he have against Purdue in both games? That's what I he mean, does, man. It's just a I I mean, I hate to put it this way, but it was a big ball shot. He just it's, he's a freshman and he just said, No, nope, I'm taking it. Took one dribble, pulled up right into it, nailed it. Yep. Coach Marlowe, any moments uh, stand out for you? Not now. Did I take you yours just, again? You just <laughs> took it. Okay, wait, but was your moment Jalen's three? Yes. Okay, well, no one missed that one. That one doesn't yeah. even count. I, no, I was no, just no, tossing no, it in no, to make sure no, we covered it. That's a meaningful okay. moment that it's nobody missed. We're making the assumption that everybody's watching the game at the same time and then jumping on here and watching. You're right. You know what? Someone might have been at the concession stand. It's fair. <laughs> <laughs> you know okay right. but, you know, okay race, next time nobody's race turning it over two times in a row either <laughs> all right next time coach comes on he gets to go first okay he gets to go That's first fair. on meaningful moments because yes, we continually yes, go first we, we continually yes, take his uh, i'll tell you the other one that i thought was really important was at the beginning of the second half trace picking up the third foul on reese yes it really kind of felt like the game changed because reese when did he get his second foul he got a second foul a little bit later in the in the first half, right? It was like midway, wasn't it? Yeah, it okay, maybe maybe it was a little bit midway, but getting him that third foul and then he got the fourth one later, he was never able to get into it in the yeah. second half. And neither was neither was their other big guy because he yeah. got in foul trouble. But I'll say this too. I, I will say one problem I have is they got him the third foul. They left him in there, which was ballsy by Willard, but they threw the ball into him and he to Trace and he lost it out of bounds. And for five straight possessions, he didn't get a touch. And that is just bad basketball IQ by the team. Go right back at him. And when they finally did go back at him, he got he got fouled by somebody else, I think, and shot free throws. And then another time he got it, just uh, 
Reese couldn't do anything. He just stood there while 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 Trace went up and over him, and because he, he knew he couldn't get a fourth foul that early in the second half, and so it was just one of those things where it's like, oh my god, just go, just do every time, make him defend him. And uh, he had like one time he poked, he slapped the ball away from Trace. Other than that, he was completely ineffective defensively the rest of the half. Yeah. Any other moments from you guys before we talk numbers? Yeah, I will come in with one more. I I, I loved the start. I loved the energy we came out with at I the agree. beginning of the game. And yeah. I thought that we really had a good energy and a good vibe. Now, it went away, but I really liked the it way we It just tapered kinda... off slowly. It tapered off slowly. Yeah, and and I But I really liked the way we jumped out. It looked like it was such a better start than we've had in some of our games away from Assembly Hall, whether they've been neutral site game, whether they've been true road games. It was just a much better start. And I, and I thought that boded well for the game, but obviously it didn't play out through the first half. But I really love the start, and I hope they can bring that tomorrow and, and keep that energy going. Well, hey, without that start, you're not where you are at the end. I mean, let's be real. You know, yep. it gets away from you early. It's pace. I, I, I wrote in my notes, pace, pace, pace. They attacked the press. They went over the top, yep. and, and they attacked the press. The press did not bother them. And, no, and, and that's that C-cut action that they put in that's kind of new, um, or they went to it at least if it's not new. Uh, they threw the ball down the middle, but they were aggressive. And then when Indiana started scoring, I thought they were a little more aggressive too. They got passive at about the 11-minute mark, 12-minute mark with their post-up game and, and ISO game, and Maryland took it away, and, and they just got stagnant. But when that ball pops and when they get out and go, uh, getting stops themselves, uh, that, that that's a key thing. And then the other quick thing is when you get, don't give up scoring for 522, they can't press, yep. <laughs> which they can't eat clock at worst uh, and, and then get you to rush on offense. And so that, that helps, too, that you're getting stops that way. And the flip side of that, though, too, Coach, is we've been doing a little better job of pressing, getting at least making the te- other team get the ball up the floor against some pressure, and we couldn't do that after that first. We were able to do that early in that first five, seven minutes, but after that, we really struggled to be able to do any of that in the in, the, in that latter part of the first half. But I, that's one adjustment I really think that meaningful may not be to this game, but meaningful is that Mike Woodson has gone to is picking up a little more three-quarter court and harassing the ball up the floor. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, that was it's a huge storyline in this game is you think back to the game in College Park and we played at their pace and it was slow and it felt like we were stuck in the mud the entire game. And there were portions of this game that felt like that, you know, coach in the in the first half. But when Indiana was able to get out and go, it just helped everything move better, you know, with Maryland unable to kind of to do the press to set their defense. And Indiana was just much more effective, um, which was great to see even in Pot. Even in the post play, when they made quicker moves yep. instead of the, Waiting. you know, the the dribble crab dribble stuff that they do, uh, and you know they were attacking quickly and making quick decisions. So pace isn't always transition. Pace can be how you how you execute in the half court and how how hard you cut and move. Yep. Hey, one note: uh, Trace Jackson Davis now five points away from tying Don Schlunt for third all time on Indiana scoring list. I think it's worth charting that because that that's the last guy he's going to pass. So yeah. that's you know because he, he's going to be two hundred plus away from Alford uh, after that. So yeah. um, another just, just I mean we're going to look at him you know in the stat sheet for the rest of our lives being right up at the top and all those. No, nope, that he is statistically, he's one of the best ever. I mean, yeah, the stuff he's doing, and now he's and his just, he and can his put single, the finishing touches on his legacy with winning. 
and his single season numbers are going to be incredible too. Rebounds wise, this season, despite having some help, is already a top eight rebounding season of all time. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's only going to, of course, increase. I don't know where it is after today. It was top eight, I think, coming into today. Um, and, you know, I mean, the, the guy's the top five in the Big Ten and assists, too. I mean, it's it's just insane what yeah. he's doing. Yeah, Malik was out there stealing some of his rebounds. I know. Malik got 11. He was taking – I feel like I feel like what race are you doing, is comfortable. Freshman? Yeah, I feel like race is comfortable just letting Trace get the rebounds if there's, you know, if there's one that's up for grabs. And Malik just goes up there and grabs it. Love that about him. Uh, let's talk numbers and coach Marlowe. We're going to you first. It, it, there's a blue ocean, any number that you want. It's all yours. Well, I'm going to go to a number I saw on the TV broadcast in case some of our fans were listening to it on the radio. Um, and I'm not going to maybe get this quite right. Cause I know trace finished up, but I think the TV broadcast said he was the only player in division one this year who had 21 po- at the time he had 21 points. So he's the only division one player with 24 points, eight rebounds, uh, seven assists, uh, four blocks, three steals. It was something like 21 points and seven, five. It was some number like that, but where he was the only player in division one who did it this year. And I want to kind of piggyback off of Ryan with that number. That was the one I was going to point out right now as we talk. It, and that is staggering. The fact that your six ten, you know, center is doing that kind of stuff. Now we'll get into him uh, in, in, in a later segment. I feel like uh, it's going to be a unanimous segment. Maybe for... game ball trace. I think maybe the trace Jackson Davis game ball award. I think we just need to name it after him. I, I, I want to go back to a number uh, Jared. Again, I keep harping on this, but it's just every time I look deeper into it, it's more staggering. Jameer young was one of 10 in the second half, mm-hmm. one of 10 of three from three. He had four points at the free throw line. He finished with six points in the half. Uh, one assist. And was negative eleven in nineteen minutes. I mean, that's defense. That's Jalen. That's directly Jalen Hutchinson. And, and quite like honestly, I, we're going to talk game balls in the next segment. But I feel like you could give Co game balls tonight because of how well Jalen played on both ends. Um, I we know who's going to win it, but I, I do feel like that's how well he played. And I think that when you do it on the defensive end, it doesn't get noticed as much. He did great stuff on the offensive end. That's what everyone's talking about. But defensively, what yeah. he did in that game was outstanding. And I don't know if the plan was to have him on young as much as he was, but when I Trey got in foul trouble, he had yeah. to. Yeah, no, it was huge. So, you know, as you look at the numbers, you know, obviously the one that jumps out is, you know, Indiana at a three-point deficit again. And we've seen it a lot. Maryland makes nine threes. They take 24. Indiana makes four. They take 10. Now, in the second half, it was even. You know, Maryland made six in the first half. Indiana made one. Indiana evened that up to 3-3 in the second half. And I don't think it's a coincidence that as Indiana got some of those threes, it, you know, three-pointers, Ryan, you talk about this a lot. They're momentum plays. And all three of the ones that Indiana Miller hit that in the second half were huge. Enormous. Huge. So it was really big for Indiana to even that up in the second half, but you're still at a deficit of 15 points from the three-point line. How do you make that up? Well, you go to your bread and butter in the paint. You know, if you're not going to make threes, you better dominate in the paint, and Indiana did that tonight. 36 points in the paint to Maryland's 18. I thought Jalen was a little bit better at not settling for jumpers and taking it all the way to the lane. Trace obviously was effective down there. Malik did a nice job. So all those guys contributed to that. Uh, And then, you know, even though Indiana gave up the 15 offensive rebounds, as I mentioned, they only gave up eight second chance points, um, you know, which was obviously big. And then getting the bench points, you know, when was the last time Indiana, well, I guess they did it against Michigan, but before that game, when was the last time Indiana outscored someone from the bench? 
uh, and Indiana did that tonight, 13 to six. So, you know, look, this Indiana offense is built around the strengths of its two best players. That's not three point shooting when it comes to Trace and Jalen. And, you know, tonight the formula worked and Indiana was able to, you know, to make more threes in the second half. So this is what it looks like when it's going well for Indiana. Um, and it was it was nice to see them able to overcome that tonight. Uh, other numbers. Uh, Coach or Ryan, if you have one, pop in. Yeah, I don't know if Coach has one, but uh, the one that stood out to me the most was, um, I mean, keeping going on this, is uh, Maryland was 6 of 21 on layups. You know, they just weren't getting easy shots at the hoop. They were either getting a three wide open or nothing. You know, it felt like for a long time there. There were a couple straight line drives early. But in general, there wasn't. And they wound up because of that, because they couldn't get easy twos. And, and three-point shooting is incredibly important, guys. It, it is, and you need to shoot. I mean, Indiana, they've shown statistically, if they shoot 15 a game, they're almost certainly going to win. Like, like it's, it's, it, that has been the pattern. If they shoot 15, they're almost certainly going to win. They shot 10 tonight, but they were able to pull it out of their places. And one of the reasons was they held Maryland to 32% from the field. I mean, that, you know. You do that, you're going to win. I don't care what the rest of the numbers say. You hold the other team that low, you're going to win. Yep. And, you know, Coach Donsoni, I think the other number that's really interesting, Indiana has 17 assists on its 27 made baskets. Every starter had at least two assists. And that's something that we're seeing more and more now is more creation from different spots on the floor. It's not just Jalen. It's not just Trace. You know, Miller now, when he pump fakes – you know, and obviously that's frustrating sometimes because we all want to see him take threes, but he's doing a better job of being effective when he attacks a closeout and making a good pass. You know, Race got a couple of assists. Trey, even though he was, you know, going a little bit too fast at times offensively, you know, he had that nice little pocket pass to Trace when they did a pick and roll, and he was able to create a couple times in transition too. So being able to get that kind of creation and playmaking from all five different spots in your starting lineup makes you really hard to guard. Well, that's kind of the design of the, of the offense is to uh, isolate the basketball, drive, draw two, and kick and find an open man, and then swing to, you know, one more passing and all of that. That that's the design of the offense. It was designed that way to have two ball handlers with X and Hood Shafino in, so that ball can kick around, and then you can redrive closeouts. Uh, you know, so. It, that's winning basketball. Uh, you know, the, we, we've harped on what we don't like is when you just watch one guy dribble and then launch a three or, or you throw it in the post and you crab the dribble. I know Penn State's been very successful at doing that with, you know, Pickett. Uh, and, and it's basketball. Everyone's doing it. But it's how much do you do it and what else do you play off of that? Um, and, and I thought Indiana in the second half did some great things. That They ran that, uh, I think, the women's play at 11-29 or something and got a – the, the back rip screen um, that they run for Mackenzie Holmes, uh, uh, I think they ran that, and then they ran that triple ball screen. So they moved better in the second half. They had more purpose uh, on, on, on both ends. But, yeah, those assist numbers really really speak volumes to uh, a team that's connected and wants to, wants to play together. You know, and the other one that jumps out big time, Indiana shoots 53%, Maryland shoots 32%. Uh, just raw field goal percentage. That's not effective. Maryland's effective field goal percentage obviously higher because they made threes. But that kind of disparity, you're going to win a lot of games when you uh, when you do that. And I also thought, you know, only putting Maryland on the free throw line 15 times. 
Um, you know, we've seen Indiana, you know, have some trouble at times putting other teams on the line a little bit too much. Uh, and, you know, tonight wasn't that bad. And also just the 10 turnovers uh, for Indiana, uh, which was nice to see. Any other numbers uh, for you guys that, uh, that jump out? Yeah, yeah I'm going to kind of go to the things that got to be cleaned up. They, they were 12 of 20 at the line. You got to be better at the line in tournament play. Um, and, and that's gotta be cleaned up. And, and I'm, and I'm one that's been here to pump my chest about Trey Galloway. Trey Galloway has to be better. He can't put a goose egg in the scoring column and this team be successful going deeper, not only in this tournament, but in the NCAA tournament. And I know you can have a bad night, but Trey's too important for us to have him putting a goose egg up on a night like this. And if he does, you need Tamar stepping up. And that's, again, that's the story of tonight is Trey did struggle and he does need to be better and Ray struggled and he does need to be better. But boy, when Malik and Tamar can step up and replace some of that production, that's powerful because you're going to need to win in different ways and have different guys step up, especially in a tournament, you know, as guys get tired and there's different matchups and that, you know, for me, that's what I walk away from tonight feeling so encouraged by Um, because that's a new dimension that we just haven't seen that much from Indiana this season. Okay, coming up here on the Assembly Call as we head to our third and final segment, we will hand out our Game Balls and our Hoosier Hustle Award, discuss a lingering question or two, and then look ahead to that big matchup tomorrow against Penn State, the rematch. That is next here on the Assembly Call. Stick with us. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Some people just know bundling with Allstate means big savings. Just like they know the right ingredient means big flavor. They know honey on pizza is where it's at. And olive oil on ice cream is the cherry on top. And they know when you bundle home and auto with Allstate, you can save up to 25%. Mm -mm. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. What's up, y'all? It's Devontae Green, giving you the green light to watch Assembly Call after every IU game. Just don't listen to their opinions about shot selection. Remember, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Go Hoosiers. Thank you, Devontae. Boy, doesn't it feel like we've come a long way in the Big Ten tournaments now where we're actually winning games as opposed to just needing Devontae to make like nine threes in the last three minutes to lose by four? Remember yes. that? Remember his uh, just supernova oh, performance please, please against Ohio State? I'd, I'd appreciate it if you just... Well, his individual performance was amazing, but it was just, you know, another in a long line of Big Ten tournament losses. But that's okay. Uh, you're listening to the Assembly Call IU Postgame Show. You can catch us live immediately following every IU basketball game. However many tournament games we play, we will be here with a postgame show, plus every Thursday night at our website, assemblycall.com. We also want to encourage you to sign up for our free IU Hoops email newsletter. We've got about 10,000 of you on that list. It's join.assemblycall.com join.assemblycall.com. You'll get our six banner Sunday every week. Uh, We summarize all the IU basketball news, men's and women's. uh, So get on that email list. All right. I'm Jared Morris. Ryan is here. Coach Marlowe is here. Coach Tonsoni is here live from Chicago, breaking down Indiana's 10 point victory over Maryland. And it is time now for our game balls. 
presented by our friends at Bloom Environmental, where Allie and James and the crew help folks in southern and south central Indiana maintain healthy air quality in their home or business. You can learn more at bloomenviro.com. And when you mention this ad, you get 23% off all of their testing services. That is 23 in honor of TJD. Uh, and Coach Tonsoni, we will start with you, and then we'll go to Coach Marlowe so that Ryan and I can't steal uh, whoever his pick is. Uh, but who gets your game ball? Uh, it's Trace Jackson Davis tonight. Um, I, I thought he was, uh, again, outstanding. You guys will talk about the numbers, but – the look on his face, especially second half, rebounding uh, the basketball. I thought he was more determined to go get rebounds, even though Malik was stealing quite a few of them. Uh, I just thought, again, his consistent play and, and his getting better within within a game is is fantastic. So, yeah, Trace Jackson Davis. Yeah, I'm I'm going to go along with TJD Ditto on that. I want to point out just there in the I, I, the numbers you guys can get into. We've already talked about them a little bit, but there was a point there in the second half where I really felt like you saw the emotion come out. He got a bucket. You saw his emotion come out, and I texted a buddy of mine. I was like, "Give it to him. Just keep feeding, feeding, feeding," because he was into the game and he wasn't going to be stopped really at that point. And 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 that was the TJD that we've really kind of come to love. And that's that's the kid that I that I watch I love watch play is the kid that when he finally gets it going with the emotion where he just, you can see him just kind of lift himself in the team. That's the key TJD, and that's he gets my vote tonight. I mean, Ryan, we have to linger on the stat line for a little bit. Yeah, twenty-four points, nine rebounds, seven assists, four blocks, three steals. It may be a long time before we see another stat line like that. I mean, I it's just, completely agree. I mean, he affected every part of the game, and that doesn't even take into account, you know, Maryland goes six for twenty-one on layups. A lot of that is just the trace factor, just him being there. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, a, a quirk of the stat line, he was eight of 13 from the field and also eight of 13 from the free throw line, which I don't know if I've ever seen that before, <laughs> but uh, outside of a guy going like one for two, you know, um, but just a staggering, you know, and here's the other thing is we've been trying to say like build in chances to get him rest. They took him off the floor. Indiana almost got run out of the building and they had to put him right back in. Now, part of that is the lineup they put in. It was like Renew no and Geronimo, Geronimo and Bates and then your freshman point guard and Galloway. Like lineup made no sense. It's like if you're going to take him out, have it be race and Renew in there. Yes. Or, you know, like and, and put in, you know, have Miller in there to take some of the pressure off someone like Bates or, or Galloway or whatever to have just a senior, some senior leadership out there. That's how you rest them. You don't rest them by just making a line change. Uh, in yeah. my opinion. But whatever lesson learned, he he didn't wait with it. I'll give Woody credit for that. He didn't wait long, and he put him back in. Um, but it just it does change the team when he's out. When he's out, and and your hope is maybe over the next couple of weeks, when you need to get him a minute, you can put Malik just at that straight five and put Race where he would normally play with TJD. Steal a couple minutes that way uh, with Malik as you know you, you don't even have to flip the sides of the offense. He's a lefty too, and, and just kind of copy paste there. Uh, for a couple minutes, but or if you want to go small, put Miller at the four, not Miller Jordan. at the four. I think that's a that's yeah. a bad spot to put. I Jordan agree. I don't know why Jordan was in there. I mean, Caleb Banks has been playing better than Jordan has, so I, I get I, I get playing Jordan. You know, he hasn't played. He was big in the Big Ten tournament last year. See what and you're you get hoping from for him. some upside. Yeah, but I thought I just thought I mean he didn't play well clearly, but I also he thought was that was awesome. kind of a bad spot to put him in. It was. It was absolutely a bad spot to put him in. Um, 
But I guess I get why you try, though, because the upside yeah. there, if he is giving the effort plays and the running the floor and all that, you, you get a big lift. So it was probably worth the try in this game. Uh, it will make no sense if he's out there against Penn State tomorrow. Um, I could see Caleb Banks out there against Penn State tomorrow because of his ability to get out on the perimeter. So we'll see and his length and stuff like that. So, uh, but anywhere off topic, uh, it, Trace game ball. Uh, what do you, what do you expect? The guy was unbelievable. He's always unbelievable. I think you give a head nod to to Huchifino for his excellent night, but this is this is Trace all the way. You know, the the irony of Trace's career, I think, is he's so long been known as this guy. Like his reputation is that he's one dimensional, right? He's been this guy that he can affect games on the block, but you know he can't shoot. He can't go to his right hand. All this stuff. And, you know, what has made this season so special is he has found basically every single way to impact the game besides shooting. <laughs> he does everything but shoot. And, you know, I think, you know, there were several mock drafts that came out this week that had Jalen as a first round pick and had Trace as a first round pick. I know a lot of people look at that and it's like, well, how can that be if he can't shoot the ball? And it's because look at every single thing that he does on a basketball court to impact the game. You know, he can now switch out on the perimeter and be a credible defender out there in addition to protecting the rim. He can lead the break. You know, he can make passes facing the basket. He can make passes with his back to the basket. And he still has that incredible quickness and ability to score when he gets on the post. He's just, you know, he's become one of the most well-rounded players who can impact the game in so many ways, even though there's that one thing that he can't do. But he's also on a team now that kind of helps pick him up and, and can make threes with efficiency, you know, and Jalen can make shots. So, you know, when it's working, it fits together well. But he is the guy that makes it go. Uh, and, you know, just like tonight, you know, and when Indiana needed to hop on his back at the beginning of the second half and after that run that I talked about in the banner moment when they just kept feeding him, he's the guy. Um, and we'll see how far he can take uh, Indiana. But he just keeps doing things that are unprecedented. Uh, and, uh, you know, and we, we've said it a lot, you know, make sure that we all appreciate this and savor this. And I don't even think it needs to be said because I think every Indiana fan is, you know, I don't sense a, a lack of appreciation for what Trace is doing. I think all IU fans realize how special this is, what we're seeing, uh, just how spectacular of a player he's become. So Trace's game ball, that's his 19th uh, of the season, but a very hearty, uh, hat tip to Jalen uh, for second because he was terrific tonight as well. All right, let's go to Hoosier Hustle. The Hoosier Real Hustle Award. Hi, this is Anthony Leal, reminding you to check out our friends at Evansville Security Services. Based in the hometown of IU legend Calvert Cheney, Evansville Security Services has been providing off-duty police officers to businesses and individuals since 2001. In other words, they're in the business of prevention and peace of mind. And remember, prevention cannot be measured. To learn more about how Evansville Security Services can help you preserve your peace of mind by preventing bad outcomes, visit EvansvilleSecurityServices.com. That's EvansvilleSecurityServices.com. All right, well, there was very little suspense for the game ball, but I feel like there's many different ways that the Hoosier Hustle Award could go, which is usually what happens when Indiana has a win and plays well. So, Coach Marlowe, we will start with you. Who gets your Hoosier Hustle Award? 
Yeah, I, I really felt like you could go with a couple of three different ones, but I'm going to go with Malik Renu, uh, mainly because he was he came in off the bench. He had those eight points, the huge 11 rebounds in my book. That was that was the big thing. Um, he also had um, I thought he played pretty solid defense. There were a couple of times he got stuck on guarding somebody out on the perimeter and he didn't, and he didn't get exposed as being a bad defender. He sh- and that was, I thought Malik has shown some improvement in that area as well. So I'm going to go with Malik here. Cause I really felt like his offense and his defense tonight gave us a lift. Can't go wrong with that one. He was terrific. Uh, Coach Tonsoni. So I, I think the other choices are cop and Bates. Um, if you wanted to go that direction, but I'm also, um, Malik Renew, uh, who else? Oh, Hood Shafino. Who, who, who else? Shafino! <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, 40 minutes, the, go his with, best defensive performance of the season. Yeah, I'm going to go with, uh, uh, no, Renew. Uh, I, I, I had that pegged before Coach Marlowe said that, uh, for the, for the same reasons, but I'm also going to say, uh, what he did on switches and, and guarding the ball and guarding uh, players off the bounce, I thought, uh, you know, he uh, he he deserves that. And I, I yeah, I can see Fino a, as well. Um, but a lot of great hustle uh, efforts uh, tonight. But re- Renew's come a long way. It's kind of like a the coach of the year award. The team, the coach that takes the worst team to the highest gets the gets the award. I'm going with Renew because. He needed a game like tonight uh, with with the eleven rebounds and the eight points, so that's my. I tell you, isn't well. isn't that one of the most impressive things about him though, and one of the reasons to be so bullish on his future, is that he clearly takes coaching. You know, Woodson harped on it, harped on it. You know, he's got to learn how to play harder, and he learned how to play harder, but he was fouling all the time, and now maybe what he's learning how to do is play harder without fouling, which is kind of the next step for him. And he just, you know, he keeps getting better, um, which is great to see. And look. Ryan, it's good when we have fierce debates in the Hoosier Hustle Award on who should get it, because that means it was probably a good performance. So they went with Malik. I think we may be going in a different direction with, look, with, you know, props to Tamar who hustled and took a charge, props to Miller Cop who hustled and took a charge. But I think we're probably going in the same direction with this one, and we'll have to send it to the chat mob. Guys, it's Jalen Huchipino. What do you, what do you, what do you talk? I get Malik Renu was great. I love Malik. He played forty minutes and guarded the guarded his ass off for forty minutes and scored nineteen points, six rebounds. He only had two assists, but he had three blocks too. He doesn't get blocks. He had three blocks. I, I, I yeah, I, I, slam dunk for Jalen Huchifino for me. I love the coaches, the two of them. They see things different than us because they're coaches. They they view the game from another angle. Whatever you want to say, uh, it's Jalen Huchifino and Jared and I are correct. Here, here's how we'll term this. They're both right because Malik yes. Renew hustled. We're just a little more right because yes. Jalen hustled for 20 more minutes, guarded the best player on Maryland. I'm fine with that terminology, Jared. <laughs> Accepted. We can move on. And this is, you know, this is removing his big shots, right? Those don't get you hustle. Making shots is not about hustle. That's about execution. But I thought, you know, look, there have been games, Iowa, where Jalen's defense has not been very good. And he's been more like a turnstile. And this was not that. And again, I'm not sure if he was expecting to be guarding Jameer Young quite as much as he did tonight, but he was forced into it. Uh, and I thought, you know, his hustle really showed there defensively. And I thought his consistent willingness to push it out in transition, you know, get out in the break. I just thought there was a lot of hustle and playing hard from him. 
And again, we're expecting this guy. It's just assumed now that he's going to play 40 minutes unless he gets into foul trouble. And so I think it's easy to forget because of how mature he seems and all the big games that he's had, how young this guy is and how much pressure there is on him and the burden that we're placing on him. And he just continues to rise to the occasion in big moments. Uh, And tonight, a lot of that was just getting down and doing some dirty work, Uh, which, again, we don't always see from him. But when he does it, this is the reason why people are saying he could potentially be a lottery pick and certainly will be a top 20 pick, because when he puts it all together, he's just a splendid, splendid basketball player. Coach, do you have a retort down there? It's a difference between coaches and fans. Oh God! That's Ouch! A, I consider oh, I'm sorry. myself an I'm sorry. analyst. Coaches actually. are coaches are fans. I'm sorry. Who was the one that was screaming this on his porch? Shafino! Was that Coach Tonsoni or Fan Tonsoni? <laughs> that was obviously Fan Tonsoni. Okay, that good. Was in, that I'm was glad we got that clarified. Fan Tonsoni. Hey, I am. I, I get paid for analysis. By the way, I'm not just a fan on here. I get paid for my sports analysis. I'd appreciate some I, respect. I, who pays you? We get paid? A big yeah. lead pays me. It's my <laughs> oh, full-time job. That's Got right. health insurance I, I and everything. Will... It's great. This is the first time, Ryan, that you've ever been wrong. Wow. This is the first time that you've ever been wrong. I don't know whether to be happy about that or angry. It's, Ryan's I, being stupid again. There you go. By the way, did you guys, I don't know, I wrote, so I wrote an article about the Northwestern game, if we're on this track, I wrote an article about the Northwestern game and the boo-booey foul, and somebody responded by saying, you know, isn't it great that you have a job where you come in, come on here and point out one call uh, against your alma mater in a game, and I responded, yeah, you know, when you put it that way, my job sounds pretty awesome, doesn't yeah, it's it? it's pretty great. And I was like, yeah, it, it is, yeah. <laughs> pretty great. Pretty great. Um, all right, like we got to send it, we got to send this to the chat mob. Chat mob, it is between Malik Renu and Jalen Huchifino. Cast your votes for who gets the Hoosier Hustle Award. And if you have already voted, recast because we missed it all. Yes, so put them in there now. Uh, let's go lingering question, and let's go to the coaches for this one because I think the biggest lingering question coming out of this, I mean, look, you, you know, can we get race back going? Are Malik and Tamar going to be able to continue doing this? But the biggest lingering question, given the opponent for tomorrow, can Indiana guard the three-point line better against Penn State? and at least make them uncomfortable, at least make them go to a second and third option because the game in Happy Valley was absolutely pathetic. We all agree with that. We all remember it. And I think we all expect this one to be better. So my lingering question, first to you, Coach Tonsoni, and then to you, Coach Marlowe, is how will it be better? What does Indiana need to do to make sure that it's better? Number one, stay connected to shooters. Um, You know, they, they... They love to stop the drive. That's Coach Woodson's thing with the nail slot rim stuff. He doesn't want that ball entering the paint. And then the second thing they've got to do is decide what they're going to do with Pickett when he dribbles into the post. Are they going to double? And if you double, you're going to leave shooters open. Uh, do you have someone you believe that can take him one-on-one? And, and are you willing to let him score in there? Uh, who do you bring help from? Can TJD come and influence um, his post-up game? But I, I think that's that's the issue uh, of how you guard their their actions and and their ability to just play that um, what Coach Underwood called booty ball, where he just dribbles for twenty two seconds and then kicks it out. Officials got to be looking um, for that, by the way. So I, I think that that's the number one decision tonight for Coach Woodson is do you double pick it, uh, and then how how do you stay connected or closer to shooters without getting the guys in, in a too much of a help position because they're so good, especially that number 10, what's his name? Um, 
kid who hit six the other night. Funk, isn't it? Something funk, like that? Yeah. Funk. Yeah, funk. He's the one who missed it tonight uh, to go to OT. Right. Um, you you, you got to stay connected and be there on the catch. Yeah, he's he's just – yeah, he's a knockdown. He's going to make him if he's open. So that does worry me about this. I mean, Penn State did not shoot well tonight. I mean, they were like – I mean, they, for most of that game, neither neither Northwestern or Penn State was shooting well tonight. I mean, it was pretty bad. Then in overtime, they hit a couple. Uh, so what worries me is they weren't good tonight, so they're kind of due to have a big game. And we know that three-point shooting is, is something in Indiana does not guard well. So if they get comfortable early, the, the key to me is the defense has to come out hair on fire immediately to not let them get comfortable. In Happy Valley, they got comfortable real quick. So... Um, all right, so yeah. it's very even. Someone did count and said that it was 13 to 13. But I think I think we have to give – maybe we'll give the Hustle Award here to Larry Sims, or maybe this is how we'll do it. He says just give the Hustle Award to Montverde. Yeah, I think that's Okay. But who's Montverde's coach? He gets fair, it. Yeah, fair enough. Fair we enough. Can give co- we can give him a tie. I, I, that's fine to give yeah, him a tie. Yeah, tie is fine with, even with No, they, they both one. deserve it. They both this deserve is like, it. This is like when CBS used to have the scholarship player of the game, and they couldn't decide, so they said, let's The entire the offensive <laughs> line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> um, okay, so let's let's flip this now, because ever since the Penn State game, you I, know, we all, we all have that memory in our brain, and so we know that this is the type of matchup that can give Indiana issues. What are the things that Micah Shrewsbury, coach, like put yourself in the mind of Micah Shrewsbury. Now come back. Don't stay there forever. Come back to us. But what, what are the things that he's worried about, you know, in, in terms of what Indiana uh, can do, you know, specific, you know, with the, what we have and then their personnel? Hopefully I, finding I a think... house in South Bend. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I don't think he has anyone who can stop Trace Jackson Davis. So he's going to have to he's going to have to find a way to muck it up um did they double some, last some time, other coach? way you know it's been so long i i don't yeah and, and i had the shafino party so i my memory of that <laughs> game is kind of um i don't even think they needed to, to. to i mean we were everybody was right so bad no i'm wondering night. if they came out showing that and then who gave yeah. cared after that i don't remember but well it's like one of the things you don't remember is that is that trace had nine blocks against kansas because why would you remember that yeah you know <laughs> I, I think you got to double trace. Yeah. Um, you got to double him and then hope the other players are, are off because he's just, you know, make him think if he reacts and scores and passes, we're unstoppable. Uh, but I think you got to, you know, and I would throw, I would throw doubles from the strong side and then I would have a call to double from the top side and again how much of it is in your game plan already because you only got a couple hours uh to to put that game plan in and and, and so you can't practice it so is it something what do you have that has been in your package that the kids will understand you know uh, but I think it has to involve some sort of getting the ball out of his hands but then you got Hood Shafino too so that's you know <laughs> you, you got to pick your poison. I, I'd force Hood Shafino to beat you, um, even though that's scary. Yeah, I would do. Mm-hmm. Now, back, have, well, forcing a freshman to have back-to-back great games in a tournament setting. Right. Yeah. 
Right. But I also think it's also on the offensive end, Brian. I think you have, I think you, if I'm Micah Shrewsbury, I'm doing things that pull TJD away from the basket. I'm putting, and I know he can guard it. I'm not saying he can't, but I'm just going to pull him away from the basket and see if I can open up some things, maybe on some back cuts or then, or at least some drive, some driving lanes where then we're going to, you know, we're going to collapse and that's going to leave shooters over. So I'm going to do what I could. If I'm Micah Shrewsbury, I'm going to try and pull TJD away from the basket. They yeah. got that big center too in his what seventh year of basketball that can hit threes, you know. So that that does keep Trace away from you know doubling on Pickett and I, I, again that's the key. Again, how how is Shrewsbury and Penn State going to guard TJD, and then how's IU going to guard the dribble post up for for Pickett? The the team that makes the best choice is going to win the game. Yeah, Coach. One thing we haven't seen a whole lot of Indiana this year is, and and this is kind of a basic triangle look where you put your best shooter on the same side as your post guy, so that it, you have to make the double a lot harder because you can't double with your closest guy. He's your best, he's covering your best shooter, and then you put your best driver on the opposite side. And that's basically what the triangle was. So that if you double from the backside, your best driver's got an open lane to the basket. I'm wondering why Indiana hasn't done that short side with Miller Cop and Trace. And Miller Cop, Miller Cop makes fine post entries and maybe put Jalen at the top of the key instead, make it so the double has to come from further away. And then when it does, that makes their rotations even more screwed up. Because you saw tonight, they were just straight doubling off of Jalen's guy and rotating over that way. So I, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm interested to see if we get that wrinkle at some point because it's such an obvious solution to getting more three-pointers is to put – your best three-point shooter on the same side as your most guy. If, if they're doubling from the, the entry pass. Yeah, that's yes. one thing. If, if they're not doubling from the entry pass and they're staying, you then, you got a Laker cut, then you got a Laker cut and cut him opposite. And then exactly. you got the Laker cut and the dive that's supposed to take away help. And then that ball, Hood Shafino comes over. Um, and the rotation yeah, is moving and, towards the uh, towards right, the post player right. instead of away from it. Yeah, but they did right. do that a couple times. Tonight. They did. They yeah. wound up on the same side twice, and that's what gave me the idea. But right. they wound up on the same side twice because Jalen chose to go the other way with the dribble. And um, and Tam- Tamar had it a couple times. Yes. Yeah. yeah, but I don't think they designate Tamar as you know in the shooter spot necessarily because he can. He's usually out there with me. He was out there with Miller a lot. So. But but I get but you're right and 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 Tamar did you know has gotten shots off that this year certainly so it's just interesting it's it's you're wondering if there's going to be um, like any uh, wrinkle like that thrown in that's not like redoing your system it's just sort of a uh, changing the way it's covered. Ryan, I thought it was interesting that uh, Willard made the comment to the TV tonight that Mike Woodson's putting in even more NBA concepts. At least that was the comment he made on the Big Ten Network broadcast tonight. And so I think we're seeing some of that. Now, I think what you're saying, I would like to see, too. I'd just like to see us run some some things where we get our shooters a couple of open looks rather than have it just be off transition. But I also think the other thing I agree with coach, I, I think the big decision is about, is about Pickett. And I think you try to treat him. I'm trying to remember who it was we played that we kind of took that philosophy earlier in, in February, just to let them have theirs and, and hold everybody down. And I can't remember which team we were playing. It was obviously a big 10 opponent, but I'm drawing a blank here. It might've been Purdue. might've been that first game with, yeah, I think it was Purdue with the first game with Edie. We allowed him just basically get his and shut everybody down. I, I, that's what I do. I, I, I'd go with, let Pickett get his and hold everybody else. Yeah. You don't have a good match. I don't think you have a great matchup for Pickett. I really don't think no. you do. One Most teams don't. That's why he's yeah. so good. No, of course. Yeah. 
Um, okay, so obviously Indiana plays tomorrow in the semifinals. Uh, that game will be at 3.30 Eastern time. The game before is Purdue and Ohio State. I do find it interesting. I mean, you know, Purdue has had a terrific season. Uh, it is interesting that they faced basically the easiest regular season schedule that they could possibly have, you know, based on who you get home and away and all that stuff. And now, so far through the Big Ten tournament, they have faced the easiest possible path they could have with the lowest seeds in every game because they but, faced Rutgers and now Ohio State, which is just well, Ohio State almost beat them this year, too. I know. And Ohio State's playing better. You got Mark Titus back in Chicago. There's a little Ohio State magic happening. He's actually happening. not in Chicago yet, uh, Jared. I think you, you should know that. He's, he's, he's broadcasting out of New York right now. Oh, Okay. He's, well, still li- that... he's still living in Los Angeles. Too, okay. Until well, that that blows time. that. Uh, it does. Blows but that it, but, line t- of but Titus Titus is building something. So is Ohio State. There you go. Yeah. Okay. So here's my question to you guys, since we won't be able to talk about this before uh, Indiana's game. Who are you rooting for in that one? I, mean, I think it's kind of easy, but there is, you know, there would be some some fun to potentially playing Purdue for a third time, uh, as Robbie Hummel talked about. But uh, who are you going to be rooting for in that game? Ohio State minus uh, minus Sensabaugh, a hundred percent. Because then, if you win, you would play them in their fifth game in five days, and it's going to yeah. be a pro IU arena versus you know there'll be some Purdue support uh, if you face Purdue. It basically, yeah. be a, it feel like a home game, I think, because I guarantee you no Buckeyes went, yeah, I want to go to the Big Ten tournament this year. That'll be fun. <laughs> yeah. I, I've never been able to bring myself to root for that team in black and gold, and I'm not going to yeah. start tomorrow. Yeah. No, I'm with you. If it happens, that'll be a fun little thing. At some point, we'll play each other in the Big Ten tournament final. But I agree with you. Let's, uh, if Ohio State can do it again, then that's fine, and then we'll try and take care of business ourselves. I do think one lingering question, Jared, I have, and I'll be interested to see what you guys think. Does three games in three days catch up with Penn State a little bit tomorrow? Is that possibly sure, something could. that would affect could. their shooting that will help us tomorrow? Very well could. Yeah, Very I, well I could. Did, did that affect Maryland tonight, playing their second game in two days, and they struggled shooting in the second half? You know, it, yeah, you know I mean, three, of course three it games does. in three days. Yeah, of course it affects you. I mean, and if Indiana plays on Sunday – it's going to affect them that they played three games in three days and you've got guys who are playing a lot of minutes. It's going to, I mean, there's no, there's no way around that, but it's, it's whether or not you can get through it and does shooting travel through that, through that fatigue. That's, that's, that's the game is yep. does Penn state and Penn state didn't shoot it well tonight uh, after playing their second game. And you know, maybe that carries, but maybe also they get their second win. You never know how this is all going to line up. So mm-hmm. Um, conference tournaments are much harder than the NCAA tournament as far as it is on your body and fatigue. hundred percent because you don't get a rest day. So, yep. All right. Well, this is the assembly call. Remember to check out our friends at home field apparel. You can use the promo code home at checkout to get 15% off your first order. Gentlemen, it is time for last call. Just like the team needs to go get some rest, uh, for the quick turnaround for tomorrow. We all need to get some rest for the quick turnaround for tomorrow. Uh, so, Coach Tonsoni, we will start with you. Uh, your final thoughts on this Indiana victory? It, it's just good to see Indiana um, back in its winning ways. Uh, this is two years in a row. They're in the semifinals of the Big Ten tournament, a tournament that has not gone Indiana's way in the past. It's good to see uh, growth inside a game, a struggling first half, and then a, a really dominant second half for the most part. And, and it's really nice going into Selection Sunday uh, knowing that we're, you know, a four seed, 98%, and then 
outside possibilities of maybe moving up. And I, I think tonight's win kept us from any chance of moving down. So that's a lot of good that's been happening. And we want to win tomorrow and we want to win Sunday. And but the bottom line is Indiana basketball is a lot closer to where we uh, want it to be uh, than it was a couple years ago. And, and a, a night like tonight uh, just uh, kind of nails that to a, a little bit more. Hey, Coach, real quick, rapid fire, in or out of the tournament? Penn State? In, right? In. In. Ruck, Rutgers? It, it's going to be 50-50 on Sunday. We have They're a Dayton in. team probably, right? Yeah, but um, I wouldn't be surprised to see them out, uh, and I wouldn't be surprised to see them in. Wisconsin's out. I, I know right? that's not a great – yeah, Wisconsin's out. Michigan, Michigan's NIT. So, yeah, so Rutgers is just sitting there right up, firmly on the bubble. Yeah, okay. they want to see Vanderbilt get beat tomorrow. Uh, Clemson got beat tonight. That helps them. Um, the, the key Kentucky one now is, is Wait, was Vanderbilt beat Kentucky? Yeah, I believe they did. Wow. Yeah, the, yeah chat's did been, the chat's been talking about a meltdown over on the U.K. website. Yeah, I'm definitely going to pull that up right after this. Yeah. Oh, good. Va Vander Vanderbilt is last year's Texas A&M. They started a little bit better. They had a couple more wins. Texas A&M won three games in the SEC tournament and didn't get in. Uh, I think it's too late for Vanderbilt, but the committee always has a surprise. Notre Dame was a surprise last yep. year, so. Um, well, I, wasn't us getting into the into the wasn't us getting sent to the play-in game uh, a surprise too, Coach? For some yeah, people, and we we all we all take these tournaments a little too seriously from a bracket standpoint. Um, you know, to have Indiana move up four or five spots was too much for a lot of us. I made the mistake. We made the mistake of Delphi Bracketology. You get enamored with each win has to move you up uh, two or three spots when when in reality a win might make you a little better than the team above you. And if that's the case, you might move up. And if that's a seed line split, yeah, then you move up a seed line. But there's too much of this, uh, you know, TV stuff going on um, to say that, Every win, I had someone text me, is is Vanderbilt in now because they beat Kentucky? Well, that's the mentality that CBS and ESPN are throwing out there, that every win gets you in and every loss. Well, only 32 teams will win their last game before the tournament, and those are the automatic qualifiers. Yeah. So every, everyone else is going to take a loss. That doesn't mean they, they – that's even. So everyone's going to be even on the loss column. Mm -hmm. it, so, Hey, Brian, I, I – Yeah. I, I have the utmost respect for what you guys do at Delphi Bracketage. I'm just curious. I'm getting outside the Big Ten a little bit, being a mid, but being a Midwest guy, I like to see the Midwest teams get a, get an opportunity. Are the is the Missouri Valley and the MAC one league teams, or, is, or do Toledo and and Bradley, yeah. or do Bradley and Toledo? Bradley lost in the conference tournament, no. so does Toledo have to win conference tournament tomorrow? Yeah, both of those are one bid leagues. Okay, the league that I'd like to see is Conference USA. I think UAB with Jelly Walker, uh, outstanding guard. Uh, I think that conference, FAU's in there. It becomes a two-bid league if UAB beats FAU. Uh, but if not, th th those conferences need that. And I also would love to see that, what Coach Marlowe is. Uh, I'd like to see the committee go a little more mid-major, but we just try to do what the committee does, and the committee's going to go by raw numbers more than, more than anything else. Yep. Coach Marlowe, last call. 
just how exciting it is to be in the semis for the second year in a row. It doesn't seem like it, it's just been a tournament that we have not historically done well at and give props to Mike Woodson for some really good halftime adjustments, especially give kudos to the players for making a run at the end of the first half. But now we got to do it again tomorrow. I, I, I get into coach mode at this point of the year. It's like, okay, fine. We won, but now we got to do it again tomorrow night. So that to me is just my, you know, my last call. Great job. Go get another one tomorrow. Thanks to Coach Sean Sony for uh, hanging out with us. He had a long day of watching basketball and then stuck around for an hour and 15 minutes. To oh, that with poor us. man. We, <laughs> we always appreciate that. Ryan, last call. Uh, yeah, just a good win, you know, and, and to get a little retribution uh, for that loss in College Park left a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths and none, no one more so than IU's players. Uh, Jalen Hochefino. You know, his probably his worst game of the year. He rebounded and played outstanding tonight. Um, Trace powered his way through, played really well. Um, you know, it's interesting because Indiana, it's lining up for Indiana to back-to-back days to, to sort of, you know, get back at, at two of their worst performances of the season. They did that tonight, and they dominated a team that, that in the second half, they absolutely dominated a team that had – Wiped them off the floor in College Park. Well, guess what? Uh, Penn State did that to them, too. And it's a chance for Indiana to take this to heart and say, let's show them how it really is. And that we're, we're not, you know, we're not what we showed in Happy Valley. Like That's the big thing. And these guys need to take it to heart and take it personally. And for a guy like Trace Jackson Davis, a guy like Grace Thompson, even Jalen Huchifino is not going to be here next year. Take pride in the fact that you got a chance to go to a championship game. You know, I know it's a conference tournament championship game and they don't really matter to a lot of people if you're already in the NCAA tournament, but you got a chance to do something and win something, get handed a trophy and get, get put a banner up on a wall. You know, not many people get that opportunity, especially at Indiana over the last 20 years. So take it to heart and go out there and play with some pride, shut down Penn state early at the three point line. Don't let them get comfortable and then just play your game and play the way you can play. And you can beat Penn state. Even if they get hot, you can still beat them. Um, so it's just a matter of taking pride and, and wanting it. And I know trace wants it. Uh, and I know these guys all think they want it. It's a matter of how much of themselves are they willing to give for it? So we'll see tomorrow. I'm excited for it though. It's a chance to, it's a chance to to get revenge. Either way, that game turned out. They're going to have a chance to get revenge on a team that beat them this year, yep. and uh, and and that's a big opportunity. And and players, you know, I, Trace said in the post game press conference, he said, "What do you remember about that game against Penn State?" He said, 19 threes. He remembers, and remember. I'm sure those stats are dancing in his head. So, go get them tomorrow. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and and you know, to your point, no conference tournaments you know, generally aren't that special, but you know what? The first one's going to be, especially with the baggage that this program has with the big 10 tournament. The first one is going to be remembered and it's a huge opportunity for trace to win something that no one else has won. And I think that would be, you know, really big for his legacy. And so I do think uh, it's a massive opportunity, Uh, you know, and look, the theme of the Mike Woodson era through the first two years has been getting monkeys off our back. Mike Woodson now three and one in the Big Ten tournament. We're starting to learn that we don't have to fear the Big Ten tournament quite as much anymore. As you know, coming out and and playing well, uh, playing with confidence. And so I think you know I walk away from tonight um, 
feeling much better about our chances in tournament play because this was the second straight game that you got Malik and Tamar going, uh, which is huge. Because if this team can go seven deep and be able to trust those guys and make up for each other when you know when some guys aren't and when you are clicking and you have all seven guys going, boy, you can pretty much beat anybody. Uh, and so I think that you know Malik and Tamar sticking with it, playing through struggles, playing through you know fluctuating uh, you know playing time and opportunities. And hitting their stride here late is huge for this team. And that's a lot of times what you see with teams that make deep runs is it's like, whoa, where did this guy come from? You know, and someone elevating their game at the right time. Those two guys did it tonight. And when you put that with just, I mean, the almost supernatural abilities that Trace has had all season long and, you know, the 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 prodigious abilities of Jalen Hood Shafino, uh, it makes Indiana really dangerous, uh, and that's what we saw tonight. It was a very uneven first half, but one in, once Indiana got clicking in the second half, you saw all the reasons why a lot of people are bullish on this team as one that can make a, a deep run. Are they going to be able to win six games in a row? You know, to Jeff Goodman's point, that's certainly nothing that we've seen from them, so they would have to do something that we haven't seen. But to me, what tonight did is it makes me feel a lot better that you know, if you get in the tournament, you win that first game, you get to the Sweet 16. What I saw tonight was a team that can win a Sweet 16 game and a team that can possibly, you know, win a game after that because you have to be multidimensional. You have to have stars who can step up and role players who know their roles. And tonight we saw the continuation of those guys uh, stepping forward. And that's huge for Indiana. And hopefully they come ready to play tomorrow against Penn State. All right, that is going to do it uh, for this edition of The Assembly Call. If you want to see us do the show live and be part of the live chat, make sure that you subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash assemblycall. And don't forget to go to join.assemblycall.com to join our free email newsletter. Special thank you to Bob Thompson for the music that you hear on the show, and special thank you to John Ringer of rigdesign.com for designing our logo. Thank you for listening. We'll be back to talk IU hoops again with you tomorrow after the Penn State game. Until then. Take it from me, Thomas Bryant. Keep your elbows in and your eyes on the rim. Go Hoosiers. All right. I got to get out of here, folks. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for coming out. Here I come. This is Don Sony. Shafino. All right. A good, a good day of basketball at the Big Ten tournament. So what time? The game's 3.30 tomorrow Eastern? 3.30 Eastern. Okay. Or, you know, 25 minutes after the first game ends. Right. So probably four. Yeah. <laughs> uh all right man that's fun i you know what i was we needed to win this one yes, i feel man. like now everything's gravy you know if you lose to penn state tomorrow unless you just get obliterated like that could kind of shatter some confidence um but i feel like you got the one now let's go play penn state let's play well there's a there's a chance that indiana could play well and lose if penn state just gets hot you i'll know, tell even, you what even if, if you're ohio defending them well if ohio state wins the first game I think Indiana will be even more motivated to win the second game. Yeah, because they'll look because at a third, that. Like, a, a third chance at Purdue is kind of just like, oh, fuck. What do we I need know. to prove against these guys? You know, I know. Excuse my language. Um, it's AC after dark. Okay. No, I, I agree with you. I think that that's going to be like, oh, we got an opportunity to do something here. Um, whereas playing Purdue for a third time, I think they can beat Purdue a third time. It's just a matter of. Again, just, with this you, emotional you know that's high, that's going to be such a physical and emotional you know, you know how game. those games are. Yeah, it'd be fun. It would be great theater, no question about it. But look, they got the first win. Now let's let's see what we can do. Yeah, let's see. All right. <laughs>
right. Have a good night, everybody. We will see See you you all tomorrow. Are you you on tomorrow, Jared? I am probably not on tomorrow. Uh, I have to, my, I'm going to my niece's, I know it's my niece's birthday and she has her birthday in March and no, it's not convenient, but you know, I don't think that's a very good message to send to a young girl that, you know, a basketball game is more important than a birthday. So I'm going to be there. uh, Speaking of nieces, because we have people who can cover us. So uh, speaking of nieces, I'm noting my niece, Poppy today found out she got into the high school she wanted to go to. Hey, okay. Round of applause for Poppy. Those fancy awesome. Connecticut private schools they're all talking about, but she got I like, it. I like the comment in the chat here. She'll have plenty of birthdays. I know, <laughs> and, and we won't. I know. Look, it's one of those, like, if it was an true, emergency true, and we didn't have fans. people and we didn't have people to cover, I would probably find a way. But I think, I'm not sure. I think we do. If you I, need I try to it. balance family and the demands of the show as best You're going to sneak can. that SNL uh, – uh, my first podcast kit into the basement <laughs> and just do it to yourself. Do it with yeah, yourself. Bye. <laughs> All right. I got to go guys. All right. See, if you need, if you need me, Jared, I can possibly be on. I'm not hundred percent certain. I'll Is it Andy hosting? Andy's hosting. Okay. Yes. Okay. Do you um, have somebody lined up for him? Well, Ryan's him? on. Ryan I'm, will I'll be on. be on. I'll be on. Oh, Ryan. Yeah. On. Okay. So if you can, if you can oh, be on coach, well, okay. yeah. I'll, Andy I'll and me shows are Andy right. and I and me shows are lazy. And but if it's Andy, me, and we get a little coach pop in uh, from Tonsoni, yeah. I think. Yeah. Cause coach might pop in. Yeah. That's so right. I'll send you guys all the link and then whoever yeah. can pop in, just pop in. It's tournament time. You know, it's yeah. all hands on deck. Just be okay. here. Let's talk hoops. Well, now we got to get Goodman on sometime next week. I know we should. All, all right. right. Cool. Bye guys. See you guys. Thanks, guys.